Okay, welcome to the Travel Advice Show. Uh, thank you for listening all around the world, and we really appreciate you listening to our shows. And feel free to comment on TravelAdviceShow.com and leave a review on iTunes if you like the show. Please leave a review. It really helps out the show, and we get more listeners, but also um, we, we get to try to get good feedback. Um, I'm Chris Newton, one of the co-hosts, and I'd like to introduce my other co-host, Jerry Fuller. How you doing, Jerry? Very good. And I'm really excited to have my friend who travels with me, Tianak Golani, who is from yeah. Iran. And uh, I'm excited about the topic, Iran, because uh, I rank Iran in the top five most fabulous countries in the world to visit. So it's uh, really neat to talk about a place I truly love. Yeah. Okay. Well, welcome. Well, welcome, Tianak. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. It's great to be here. Yeah. Well, I want to start off, first of all, um, talking about uh, some misconceptions, uh, just a little bit about it. Um, Iran is very safe to travel in, very safe. And uh, Sinek may mention later on, um, we walk around um, Tehran at 1 a.m., perfectly safe. And um, also the food is divine. We'll have Simak talk more about the food. It's some of the best food I have eaten, and um, it's very healthy, very, very good. And um, the roads are excellent, excellent. They were built by the Italians, I understand. And um, not that the Italians could drive as well as they build roads in great shape, but it is wonderful roads and wonderful way to get around and um, some of the neatest, friendliest people uh, uh, you'll ever find in the world, and they're very uh, family-oriented. They walk around with their children in the baby carriages and things around the parks and along the streets. It's very, very um, casual, casual place. Um, Sinek, would you tell us a little bit what, um, because I know you've been all over Iran. I've been there six times and been to many, many parts of it. But would you like to describe yeah. what Iran looks like as far as the uh, scenery? Uh, Iran is a beautiful place, as you said, and for traveling. And uh, it's one of those, uh, if I'm saying that was not just to be in the bias, but uh, you know you've been there multiple yeah. times. <laughs> and then beautiful place. First of all, you can't go any season. Not many people know. Iran has a four full season weather, just like like here we have a stage that has a snow, and the same time when you go in the south Iran, it's close to desert and close to border in the Saudis and Iraq area and closer. Those are hot, so it's because closed desert. But Iran is the only south part is the desert. But the north part is a tropical, just like in California. You have an orange tree, you have a lime tree, you have a beautiful jungle and mountain and all those areas. It's good for multiple uh, interests that people like to do any activities. And uh, winter time, yeah. No, go ahead. I was going to say in the winter, right out of Tehran. What can you do in the winter? Yeah, yeah. In the t- in the winter, you can go ski. Yeah, you stay, uh-huh. yeah. It's, it's it's a beautiful ski uh, resource in the in the north part of Tehran, which is the capital city. And then if you go again the north 
beach towards the Caspian Sea close on the, the mountain, we get oh, yeah. a lot of snow. Really? A lot of lake and effect, a sea effect there, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's just yeah. like in the north part of Iran, and Jerry and I, we went there uh, for five years ago, and it was beautiful. The summertime was just uh, hot, and we have those mountains. We we went to the mountains, spent fabulous time over there, and right mm-hmm. by the Caspian Sea, you can yeah. go swimming. Yeah, variety of things you can see different, but you interested. That is the most important in Iran is full of history. It's been since the 6th century, before 6th century, 6th century BC in Iran, Spain has all those multiple, multiple places to see as far as they be interested in history. But hey, Sinemite, uh, do they have, uh, like, you know how in some countries they have, like, national trusts or, like, a uh, do they have like um, designated UNESCO sites and everything like that too? They, they actually, Iran has multiple places like that. Yeah. Like oh. If you yeah, if you go like on the uh, towards the Shiraz, almost the east, south, east, those parts in Iran, you go towards Shiraz and those the Cyprus and those it's been thousand years in the uh, places. Wow. And for the cattle in there, and we have a, a place just like in the Esfahan. If you go places called like Manar Jumban, is a two tower. This is one of them. They say the other not working by the the both tower. You go there, the whole tower, maybe the thirty or forty story high. You go there, you feel like the tower shaking all the time. But wow. never, never is gonna uh, fall. It's been over a thousand years old. Wow! Wow, that's amazing. If you, I don't know, did you heard it uh, five or six years ago? There was an earthquake in the place called Bam. It was is destroyed, but it was three hundred, three five hundred years old. Places it was. Sand capital city, the whole city filled up the sand. Oh wow! You could see, yeah, you can go seeing all the streets and the houses and everything. Mm-hmm. It's it's beautiful places you can see, and okay. each city, even you go each uh, province, you go back in Tehran. One of the famous things you can go, they call bazaars. Which is the market and like the small market is a huge population. I think Jerry remember Jerry and I we went into bazaar. Do you remember Jerry? Uh, we've been to several of them. We went to one in Mashhad. Yeah. And in Tehran. Yeah. yeah. Each one uh, they they have a unique history, and they also have a beautiful art. Like mausoleum stuff, they build it. And mosques has been over the uh, over a thousand years old. Wow. Mosques. The one famous uh, called in uh, Kashan is close past to the throne. They called Kina Kashan, which is uh, they used to be for the long, long time ago. Uh, over a thousand years, the guy they produce because when the people go and they take a shower, they have a public places to people go take like take a bath stuff. They build it those one with the the solar power just going there and use the one candle and they heat them hold like a thousand gallons. I use the gas from the soil in the city. Wow, that, that's amazing. Engineering, yeah. The, yeah, engineering yeah. part is just uh, like, is so great. Wow. And if you go into Tehran, you have all those palaces, like a golden palace, which is, I think, Jerry and I who went there. It's mm-hmm. beautiful view to see. And, uh, 
some other process or the another the uh, called like the matches and just like the marks matches shot been for a long time and those are beautiful places you can see let me ask you, you a quick question yeah oh, i'm sorry go ahead talk about mashad yeah mashad we just trained i think as you say it's a safe is mashad you and i would walk one it was one thirty a.m or 2 a.m Right. And nobody knows us. We went there in the place coffee shop and they welcome us. They bring in there's a famous they bring in like making hookahs and doing drinking tea with the special the so with the zapron, the sugar cubes. Really good. Yeah, it's really neat. Now let's talk about yeah. um real quickly about uh, Gayoon, the uh, hookah, and how popular mm -hmm. it is there. It's actually just getting more popular in the hookah, which is here called the hookah in Iran called Gayoon. And as uh, for the people who don't know, it's just a pipe, just like a bowl of water. And then uh, there's a pipe going through that and the tobacco. In the old days, they used the actual tobacco. Now, this day, they change all the flavor stuff. And, uh -huh. uh, we use, yeah, it's just all the <laughs> Now, last time I was in, well, we went in the, one of those uh, coffee shops and ordered the, uh, for the hookah. They say they have a 300 type of the hookah, whatever you want. Like a, it's a different flavor different tobacco. Flavors, right. right. Different flavor tobacco, different flavor of the liquid. Like they can add it with the orange juice, uh, they mix the liquid with the orange juice, with oh whatever you want. They have a multiple, multiple styles. I never heard of it, but it's a beautiful <laughs> thing. Yeah. It's opening, so it's opening up to, to more people, right? Yeah, more people are doing it, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about something that's very famous, caviar. Can you get caviar, oh, caviar. in Iran? Yeah, there's caviar. We have two, three types of caviar. Just the caviar, we have, like, uh, we have really, really good caviar. Just extremely uh, expensive. You can get it if you go north side. They run the places there, just on the Caspian Sea area. They have all the caviar come from there. And those caviar, they can put them there. It's beautiful. And they also have some, like the fish, small fish, the caviar they get in. They, you can sell, they make them salty. Uh, and they sell them uh, in the market, normal market. And they actually, they one of the good food, if you add the caviar, with the rice, rice and shish kebab and mm. walnuts, they, mm. they are the mixed together and all the salty sweetness and the juiciness itself is going to be one of the beautiful food you can have. Mm. That sounds, that's making me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> but the one thing, one of the things that I really like about Iran is the food, and I mentioned it earlier. Uh, they yeah. have what is called the grilled lamb kebab, which mm -hmm. I have every time that we stop for lunch or dinner. I absolutely love the lamb kebab. I don't know why it makes it so good there rather than like in Tajikistan or many other places, but it's so good. But the one thing that I find, and um, don't start laughing, see on that, um, mm -hmm. Iranians eat more rice, I do believe, than Chinese or Southeast Asian. That's that's true. Because I know I know it's true. You have lunch. <laughs> the reason. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, well um, I'm, I'm always saying, I always say in the Iranian, the rice there is that there is a mountain in the in Iran we call Damovan. It has to be shape of the Damovan mountain. If you see the rice, they make a shape of mountain different. They brought the rice for like the one, anytime you go, they bring the rice for five people here to eat. And now, there, now you must say, Sinat, you, know, you must say it's not only on that mountain. Every meal, lunch and dinner, they bring out enough yeah. 
rice for one person that would feed the entire country, a small starving country in Africa. And uh, it's true. It, well, it's more than true. They don't have a. Yeah, they don't have a small portion. Their food. If you go order the one pound food and just like like we are going there, you can't take it either two times, three times. It just you know, yeah. they don't have a small portion food. Their food is and kebab. They have like the uh, three different types. Uh, just to cover like the lamb kebab, you say it's the grand beef or grand lamb. They make it there. It's fabulous. They make it that. And not only if it, and the good thing is one of the one of the unique thing about Iran. You go each province, you can feel like a completely in the different country. At, at the same time, all speak the one language, but they have a five, six different language speaking in Iran. Oh wow! Eighteen, di- eighteen different dialogues. 18, like dude, wow, wow. 18 different dialogues. It's just like, and over over five, six different languages. It's just completely language they have. Like a wow. And different food, and different flavoring. And yeah, each problem you see, you go there. If you go around, just to say, five problems, like you visit the five different countries. Yeah, but I don't want to leave unique. this. Well, I don't want to leave this rice until I say this. After about the third day, and Sinek was so disgusted at me, uh, we were having lunch, and I said, please, no rice. No more rice. I can't eat any more rice. And, uh, oh, you have to. Well, they brought out, I said, well, then a small bit. Well, they brought enough out for four people. And, um, but it's, the rice is delicious. It's healthy rice, etc. But I can only eat. I'm a meat and potato guy, and um, but I love rice. rice but I don't. Not a, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say I don't want. It's not rice. It, well, I don't want enough. I don't want to eat eight cups of rice twice a day, and uh, that's the only thing that I got tired of is rice every well dinner and lunch, I and mean, tons of it. But anyway, the food is so good, and I just leave it, and they think I'm rude. But um, no, oh. you, you can you can choose a different food. There are there's just only the places we went. There's use the right. We have you have a lot majority of food. Probably over uh, over ninety percent of the food made with the vegetables. You have every food you make. They always have a vegetable in there. And right. then rice is that, and even bread. If we have a variety of bread. Is a unique. You go in the small shop, guy making bread. You can get right here. You see him. You can grab right there. The hot bread right there is beautiful and it's delicious. Those bread is not. Those bread is not like uh, uh, local bread we have here. The bread has is like the uh, one almost 18 inch wide and three or four foot long. <laughs> yes. And make make him on the gravel, the hard gravel, and just make it do a special way. The guy put him put them in the hard gravel with the sesame seeds. Mm, it's delightful to eat with them. People right. eat that one with the sesame seeds, uh, rice called sangak, the bread, and the kebab, which is uh, Jerry starting to love it. Those the lamb kebab and uh, and the basil. And those are just, they give you like the bitter bread and just you can't eat with bread. It's, it's so delicious. Okay, Sinek, if you were going yes. to uh, recommend to somebody to go to Iran, when uh-huh. is the best time to go? Uh, best time is between May, April, end of the April, May to probably. July on even September is good. Uh, August can be good too. It just depends. But if this, you can go at the same time, as I say, all any time. But those times you can see more. If you depend where you go, if you go like a north part of Iran, those are like the end of the July a little bit hot and humid. 
and then if you and if you go south, it's hot. But if you want to go south part of Iran, the winter time is cool, a little bit better. If you go north part of Iran, depends what is the, your interest, what you wanted to see, as the multiple places you can go. But the best time to go between around the beginning of May and up to July, August. Okay, and um, how, what would you recommend the minimum places they must see their first trip to Iran? What cities or areas? Uh, places you have to see, if you are the interested like going to outdoor activities and they have a different like the places um, like the north part of Iran, you can go beautiful hiking area. Yeah, and then if you want to go see the like the history, and it's beautiful, you go towards like the Shiraz, Mashhad, Isfahan. It's beautiful. There's multiple places to see, and like the, all the famous like Kayam, like Hafiz and Salis, and all the all those places. Those you can go see. It's beautiful. If you want to go. See just like a topical and fishing in the north part of Iran, and you can go see those 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 places. Beautiful too. Well, one thing that I really enjoyed, I like to do historical things, and on one of uh -huh. my trips, I went down and saw Daniel the prophet's grave. He's really buried there. Yes, it's in the southwest part of the country, right near the Iraqi border. And the neat thing yep. about that. Is um, it's holy to Christians, Jews, and Muslims, and um, the thing that it's really gaudy looking. It's uh, mm -hmm. like sort of like uh, a silver, silver um, pieces mm -hmm. like somebody beat them really thin and sort of like nailed them mm -hmm. all over the place. So it's really kind of gaudy looking, but there are mm -hmm. lots of people praying. And so you have to walk in forward um, through this little porch, covered porch thing. And then you go in and see his actual mm -hmm. tomb, grave, uh, that's raised up. And then, but you must back out. And here the people are praying, and you're backing out. And, oh, it's horrible. Um, because I was continually uh, bumping into people. And, Sinek, uh, what is that little uh, wooden thing that they put their chins on when they pray? You know, you uh, let them bow, and they put their chin on a on this wooden thing as they bow down. And uh, oh, was, when they pray, those are those are the group. Those are Muslim praying. the small circle thing on the floor. They put them right uh, on the ground, and they put their chins in. Them. They make them on, put them on the ground. They made them from actually made it from clay. Right. It's like uh, yeah, with different size and different shape. They are uh, using for the like the, when they're praying inside to put them their forehead on the floor. They put on uh, and they put them on top of that for praying. In the past, we call mok in places the stop uh, for the praying. It's well, the, those people when you're backing out, out I was get, backing out. I continue was kicking them. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, I felt so <laughs> yeah. Because you, yeah. you don't know where you're going. Yeah. They're all, they're, I mean, they're wall-to-wall -wall people praying. And so it's kind of embarrassing. And say, oh, excuse me, excuse me, I didn't mean to kick it out. <laughs> I trip over you. Yeah. You, you talk about Mashhad when we went. This is uh, one of those the famous prophets. And, and the, like the most uh, Iranian go there. And every year and most of the time, like a... a, a it's like a program is uh it's like a second part. It's not not high as just the Mecca and some other places go, but this is the one of the top places like Mashhad to go there. There's the places the prophets bury there and the people go. It's really famous and a lot of people go there at least the over I don't know, maybe million people to visit each year. Oh, yeah. And that mosque, I will tell you. It's 24-7, always full. 
Well, oh, wow, I know really? Twenty-four-seven. Yeah, and uh, Jeez, one time I turned to my side at night, and you can see this gold <laughs> dome that they have lit up miles away. It's spectacular. Yeah, and it's wow. beautiful. And um, beautiful. Bro. Yeah, it's uh, <clears throat> um, one thing when you're Mashad, um, um I insisted that we go out and see Omar Khayyam's grave. It's, yeah. uh, what town is that in? Yeah, I can awful. never figure out. Do you remember the American? Yeah, Omar when Kayan. you pass the yeah, Omar Kayan, when you go past from that uh, towards the Nishapur, pool, they call. Mm-hmm. And we drove probably a couple hours before yeah. from Mashhad to get there. It's west of Mashhad. And yeah, we went there. There's a step, uh, we passed that, and then we went there and saw the Makayam places. Um, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, Makayam, one of the jobs yeah. for that. How yeah, many Americans go out there? There's, I honestly, I don't know the number of the people, but a lot of people who well, a lot know. of people, but not very many Americans. Now, uh, let's talk yeah. a minute about um, how to get there, how to travel. Now, right now, as we record, uh, Iran is not giving Americans tourist visas, so Americans cannot go there for tourism. But when we do go there, America yeah. Americans are required to have a dr- private driver and a private guide or go on a bus and escorted tour with a driver and guide. Uh-huh. And they're with you the entire time. Uh, when Simak and yes. I went, uh, this time we were met at the airport when we arrived, and that fellow, was, our guide, was with us until he said goodbye to us. He flew all over the place with us. He drove with us, everything. And uh, so that you, we have to, as Americans, do that. But non-Americans, um, in almost every case, can go go there and basically do what they want, uh, have much more freedom uh, to do what, more like going to Europe, um, much more um, space, much more freedom. To, I mean, you can do what you want, but you must prearrange it and prepay it. Uh, I always go by myself. In this case, I went with CNN. But we had to tell them what we wanted to do, how many nights, such and such, where we wanted to go. But the nice thing about it is during the day, your guide and driver can tweak it. They'll say, oh, let's try this and go there. And they can do it, modify it when you're there. But we're not allowed to go on our own as far as between the cities. One thing I wanted to do is take the train, the overnight train, between Tehran and Mashhad. Uh, and we could not do it. Yeah. They would not let them actually. Actually, we can. Well, you can. I think we can. Well, I, I know, know when I we tried. Ask, a lot of people, I mean, we went there, a lot of people, and I, five, six years before, you know, and I graduated, I saw a lot of people, then maybe, I don't know what type I have to see based on your. Yeah, they're uh, not Americans, they're Europeans and South Africans and all nationalities. But Americans can't do it, which I was disappointed because I like train travel, and I know you've taken that train several times. And I want maybe to next do it. time we can make it. Hopefully, yeah, hope. the political way get better. We can go to. Yeah, I hope we have more, a little more um, options to travel on things that we couldn't. But they do have yeah. several airlines that fly around between all the cities, mm-hmm. and it's very easy and uh, relatively inexpensive to fly within Iran. And, um, and oh, we went we went to the – I wanted to go to the island of Kish, K-I-S-H, uh-huh. Kish, which is uh, mm-hmm. not far from Dubai. And, uh, oh, really? Yeah, you can't, you can't go with boats from there to Dubai. Right. And uh, they have boat and yeah, plane. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, like a 20-minute flight or something, and it's really not far. And um, it, um, I wanted to go to Kish because I'd never been. And, um, oh, we must say something. We must say something. At the beaches, at the mm-hmm. beaches, they have mm-hmm. a private beach for women and a private beach for men. Mm-hmm. And you cannot swim together. You cannot you know, take 
go a woman, for example, if you're a man, and uh, go to the same beach and lie around and just relax. You cannot do that. And um, which I found very interesting, um, particularly in Quiche, they're trying to make it like a Waikiki. They're trying to make it a real international beach area. But we told our guy mm-hmm. it's never going to happen. Men and women on vacation from Western countries are not going to have the women go a mile away to another beach and men by themselves. But so that was interesting. And um, uh, oh, oh, we must talk about women traveling there, no matter what the nationality is. You want to tell, Simak? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to tell about when we were in um, Yerevan getting ready to fly to uh, Tehran? About the uh-huh. women at the gate, how interesting it was. Do you remember? Uh, well, the women uh, were all dressed also, in Western clothes, beautiful Western clothes, just yes. like America, Europe. And uh, about half an hour, 40 minutes before we boarded, they all went into the restroom. They all come out dressed as Iranian women. And, Simat, um, will you tell about how? And every tourist okay. going to Iran must dress. Iranian. And would you like to talk about how the Iranians dress out in public, the women? Yes. Yes. First, I have to clarify in the world when we talk about Iranian clothes and stuff or like the Muslim country, Iran is not like any other Muslim country. They put on covering all over the place. And Iran yeah, they they have they have a face up, then they have a, like a scarf. They can put the scarf on the head and the long long sleeve clothes. Now, woman, they can't wear the any top. Actually, they have a really good fashion. If you look into Iranian women now, even look on the website or on the uh, online, uh, even in the Iran and on the street, people wear just at least something wear their head called a scarf, and you wear a long sleeve. They basically have a, have a long long pants and the long shirt. You okay? You don't have to be, but they right. like a little bit loose clothes, not too tight. But if you wear a jean, you have to wear something like a top of that, and they don't like a too tight clothes. That's just in the government thing. But as soon as you open the door from the street to get there, and just like any Western country, before they take everything up, they normally not using all these things on the street. When they go, they cover right. that. Right. So that was um, that's something that every female tourist must check into because she must get off the plane wearing it. She cannot change uh-huh. at the airport in Tehran or wherever she lands or gets off on a boat. Yes. Well, even that the... Uh, it's much easier. Yeah, it's much easier than the, like, you go going to Arab country, you have to wear so much, but you don't have to wear those kind of stuff in Iran as long as you have a long sleeve and then you okay. have some scarf in the head. But if you want right. to go like the places like the Mashhad and the places like uh, holy places, and they require more restriction. But on the street, not it's not required that much restriction. Yeah. Um, now, I know Sinak, you love Shiraz and Isfahan. Why yeah. do you love yeah. Shiraz? Well, I love them too. But why do you love Shiraz and Isfahan? Shiraz, Shiraz has multiple places. I love, like, so you go see the Sadist Grave is one of the famous things. And you go into Kayan places, one of the things. You have, you saw the, those, uh, pest police. You go see that. It's a beautiful thing. And their food is famous. If you know their wine, there is the Shiraz is the famous for places like if you heard if you people drink in the Shiraz, they call it wine, Shiraz wine. Oh yeah, I, I, I've had it, yeah. Yeah, Shiraz wine, they have a famous, and then plus they are beautiful, like all those farms, they made with the roses, it's 
beautiful places you see there every year, like Shiraz, Kashan, those places. And at the end of the, when the harvesting those flowers, the rose flower, those leaves, and the harvesting that and the them and make them like, uh, the, like liquid, make them liquid. And it's so delicious. Like you can add it to your food, you can add multiple things. And whole process is so wonderful, even if not using the old fashioned way. It's beautiful to see. Yeah, I've heard it's like the cultural, it's the cultural capital, right? And like very yes. poets and gardens and stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of poets. That's the one of founders, the most famous poet in the in Iran, like Saadi, like Kayam, other those They were in oh. Shiraz. Oh, nice. There's the places. If you go like the when even if you want to drive from Isfahan to Shiraz, it's a beautiful places. Because to see the people and they live and that they moving from like the summertime move on the down side of the places they just take it there uh, like a, they have a lamb cows and those kind of stuff and the winter time go other places just the moving side uh, place to place each, each season they they're uh, raising the, the cattle and those kind of stuff. But if you go in there, those people between those two, it's so beautiful. Everybody just to welcome you. Even they don't know you, as long as you get there, you're welcome. They have anything they have, they always offer you first. They, it's beautiful and people, it's so great. And it's good to see, good, good places to have, good food. I don't know what you want to enjoy. That's the best place to go. Well, the mm -hmm. one thing that I, a one thing, because Shiraz, Shiraz is marvelous, but about yeah. an hour drive out of Shiraz is Persepolis. And that yeah, ruin that's... is phenomenal. Absolutely. I mean, everyone has seen it, maybe not known what it was, but the ruins at Persepolis are well worth the trip to Iran, if nothing else. And this is. How do you spell that, Jerry? Uh, P E R S E P as in Peter O L I S Persepolis. They don't oh. say it quite that way. They say it the way they speak. There's Persepolis, and uh, that's where Cyrus the Great, and he's in the Old Testament, and you can see oh. uh, from there on the, in the mountains the the two grave the graves of him and his wife, although um, the bodies have been taken out years decades ago hundreds of years ago, I guess. And I think nobody knows where they are. And um, But it's a well worth the trip out there. It's a fabulous ruin. And, um, yeah, in Shiraz, because uh, one of the mosques in Shiraz is famous. We didn't go last time, but no, but it's I, called Nathiron Mosque. Yeah, Nathiron right. Mosque. Yeah. Yeah. You've been there? N-A-S-I-R. A L and N U L K mark. Nathiel Mosque mark. It's beautiful in structure. You can see the how they build it. They are marble, they're making the mosaic and the, everything built by hand. And the way they made it is just so fabulous to see. Wow. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh no, do you mind? Can you spell that one more time? Nasir Mosque, the N A S I R A L M U L K Mosque, M O S Q U E Mosque. Cool, okay, thank you. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah it's the famous mosque in Shiraz. Uh, and now, it's oh, wow. yeah. Isfahan is very different than Shiraz, isn't it? Isfahan is another places you want to see, just that it's beautiful places. And uh, the one where I just say Menard Jumpon are called the Sheikh uh, Lutfi's Mosque in the Isfahan. That's beautiful. It's called uh, S. 
H E I K Edge. The L O T S O L L A Edge mask. Okay. Mask is, it's beautiful mask. Uh, it's for Han Museum. It's beautiful to see. It has a lot of stuff in there. They have a museum in there. And uh, they have uh, uh, in the, the park called this, uh, another uh, places and multiple places is for on those uh, the plus and one if you go in the park on the uh, downtown city is uh, beautiful uh, another place is called Nafshid Johanna Square which is that I'm just talking about the square it's a long it's beautiful walking the river go there and the whole the whole bridge built with the break and the uh, hand handmade stuff and mosaic and the different design all is beautiful called Natri Jahan the Square. Beautiful place to go. Oh that's great. So, yeah. Now we need to and talk a little bit about oh, go ahead. Yeah. Well, we need to talk about shopping because so, women love to shop. Uh the one thing that I like I mean, there are several things that are very nice to buy. But I love the drawings and paintings on camel bone. I yeah. really am, am hypnotized by those. And um, they range from artificial, and they're inexpensive, where you, they paint on uh, plastic that look like camel uh-huh. bone, all the way up to the real thing. And they can be into the thousands of dollars depending on the artist and um, whatever you're getting. I think they're fabulous. That's my favorite thing there to buy because there's no place in the world I've ever seen painting or drawing on camel bone. And I thought that yeah. was fantastic. Yeah, the handcraft. The handcraft is famous everywhere in Japan. The carpet, if you want to buy this, is one of the best uh, handmade carpets. Uh, you can't buy from this one. It's expensive. You can't buy from carpet from thousand dollars to two hundred thousand dollars. Is depends wow. what you want to buy. Like it's carpet. I have carpet six uh six foot long and by about this uh yeah about four four foot wide. The long one, you can't fit this carpet. It's made with silk. Expensive carpet, but you can't put a whole carpet and then made it to fit. You can put them on your suitcase, bring them just there. It's so easy to bring it out. It's expensive, but it's a good carpet. You can't buy this. All made by hand. Just wow. nothing artificial coming, nothing from the factory like you go into China or something there. And Everything right. with design, they have a multiple design on the carpet itself. You can buy circles, a square, triangle, any shape. That's a beautiful those stuff. And each, I say, each province, each city you go, they have the unique stuff that belongs to that province. Like if you go north of Iran, not beside the food itself, they have their own handcraft. They make them with hand and beautiful things to see. I want to like just the, oh, go ahead. Uh-huh. It's Masula. You remember when we went to Masula in the north Iran? Uh, the yeah. Oh, oh. yeah, Masula, the hill, hill town. Hill town. The hill. All the, the, there's a hill, almost like just like a mountain, a whole mountain that made the city. And then your front yard and the top of the next person's roof. It just, you just like the, how they build it, the whole mountain. They build it. It's, it's, it's right in the mountain. The mountain. Yeah, it's right windy, in the mountain. Uh, they build a house. Really? And then you. Yeah, you see your house, your front yard, you open your door, you're walking on the roof to the next, your front, <laughs> your yeah, house. Down below. And then your, wow. Yeah, below. And you walk around the uh, very narrow roads, no cars. Yeah. 
Uh, the yeah. cars going up as a barrel, uh, but it's beautiful. And the people in the Tokyo, that's the famous people over there, one of those uh, old, uh, uh, during the World War Two, I think is a revolution, new person, uh, grave over there. I uh, was really, really famous in Iran. They know in the North Iran, everybody go there. That's beautiful mountain. You can spend the probably two, three days as the hiking those area and spend a quiet, nice, peaceful place. Now talk about the tea. tea. Talk about when we the went tea. up and saw the tea plantation. <clears throat> yeah, they have a tea whole city called Lai John and the Raj and uh, Masula, those area of the northern part of Iran, when I was just talking to topicals, they has a whole city, all they produce the tea. They have mm -hmm. a farm, tea farm. You, yeah, you can use the telecopter on the top, and they'll probably one hour just the water going with the telecopter you see from this side of the mountain to the other side of the mountain. You see people uh, taking the tea leaf by hand, and bring them, take them in the factory and dry them and, and make them, or sometimes make it by hand. They have a fresh uh, loose tea, it's just not like a tea bag, but those okay. tea, when you put them on the teapot in the hot water and leave mm -hmm. them perfect, and then those are so good. And mm. great tea to have. It's a green tea, black tea, and but all natural tea. And oh. it's not just like a tea bag. Completely. Yeah, it's a loose, a loose tea, yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, it's, it goes, when you put uh, those tea, the leaf they break them, I, I have them here. When you pour in the hot water and leave a few minutes, whole leaves turn back. So you see when you're part, your tea part, you see the whole leaf. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Now, I so want to talk a minute here. about hotels. Um, hmm. um the hotels in Iran, um, the the best hotels in Iran are like four-star hotels in the rest of the world. Um, although in Kish, we stayed in a marvelous hotel, but it's still four-star. They didn't have turn-down service or chocolates on the bed and, and things like that. But it was marvelous, absolutely fabulous, right on the ocean and um, uh -huh. new and beautiful. <laughs> But most of the hotels in Iran are older. I'm going to say like 30, 40 years old. And uh, in the big towns, they will have one hotel, uh, maybe two in Tehran, that are the best. But they don't have anything like a um, Four Seasons, a Ritz-Carlton. Uh, they don't have any international chains there that are um, world-class hotels. But they're very nice, very good. And I think one they have thing, a a Hilton, yeah, there is a Hilton, but and it's been there. Yeah, there is a Hilton. It's but been it over have forty years. Yeah, it's been yeah Hilton. They have they haven't worked for. They built a lot of hotel and they just all the good ones. Then there is the best choice depends from cheapest and to expensive depends. Yeah, what they have a cheap ones, but their expensive ones are, are basically on the international level, four star. Yeah, good. Nice. But yeah. one thing that you need to know uh, as tourists, uh, remember the hotel we stayed in in Tehran? It had the swimming pool. And uh -huh. um, so, uh, they have restricted times. In other words, men and women cannot swim at the same time. Uh, there will be yeah, hours have a swimming for women men. and yeah. hours for men. And that just yeah. like the beaches. So there's some That's little, little things. Uh, if you're going to go for a beach or you like to swim, you just can't swim wherever you want. You've got to make sure the women aren't swimming. So, uh, it, But you can live with that because the rest of the country is so phenomenal. You can. Oh, oh, now before we quit, you must tell about the, I'm going to call it the national breakfast that mm -hmm. everybody over yeah, the place. Which, um, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? You talk that? about Huh? You talk about the Kalapache? I am. You want to tell about that <laughs> awful experience? <laughs> no, it's not awful. It's no, it's absolutely delicious. delicious. If you don't know it's what it is, it's delicious. 
it's anywhere in the Europe and everywhere, and even we are here, you, you know, even in U.S., we use the, like a pig leg. We bake those right. and stuff, we boil them, those kind of stuff. Something like that is in Iran, as in many other countries, like in Middle East and Asia and France, and a lot of places to do that. We call well, but, they, but Now, let me interrupt just a minute. Uh, they do that, but yes. it is not a national breakfast. Uh, it's not a national breakfast. Well, they, it yeah, is in Iran. So, basically, what it is, they, they're many, 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 every town has them, uh, a little restaurant that only holds maybe an average of what, maybe 15 people, maybe 20 people? Yeah, yeah, 15 to 20 people, yeah. Yeah, and they're very narrow, and they have all these these kettles in there, and they start at what, about Mm -hmm. 3 a.m. or something, making this breakfast? Actually, they're baking those, they're making the breakfast ready, breakfast stuff from 8 o'clock, they put them all those meats. Well, no, no, that's when it's done. That's when they open up. Uh, no, uh, yeah. But yeah. They start they cooking. Started, for, it's a, uh, start cooking from Do you want to tell what that? Well, now let me tell my version of it, and then you correct me, okay, Sinek? Um, mm-hmm. Because we had paid for all the meals. I always like all my meals paid for so that I don't have to worry about changing money or if they take credit cards, if I have the right cash. And that way the uh, guides can uh, suggest restaurants that are neat, out of the way, whatever. Are really excellent ones, and so we had breakfast every morning in other places. But they kept saying we've got to go have breakfast because this is where everybody has breakfast. And so the uh, last day we had breakfast at our hotel. Then we stopped by and had breakfast here. And then they never told me what it was, or I would never walked in the door. And um, they start out. They serve you a soup, and it looks like dirty dishwater. It's a grayish. <laughs> grayish thing with meat floating in it, sort of a gray meat. Everything's gray and um, it's floating around. And so you eat that with their bread. It really is very delicious. It really is. And then they come out, take that away, bring out a platter that maybe is at least a foot long and it has like five um, pieces of meat on it and, and the sections of it. It's um, One end will be something and then the next to it will be a stack of something and all the way to the other end, and then you take pieces of it, and um, then you eat it, and it's delicious. Then when we get out of the restaurant, we start to get back in the car, then they told me what it was. Now, okay, Sinek, what in the world, you tell them what's in that breakfast. Actually, the breakfast, there was, uh, for the clarification of those dirty water, you say <laughs> that's a, like, a, <laughs> like that's a beef broth. That's a broth. Beef frog. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, beef frog. Yeah. That's, that, yeah. that is a beef well, frog. It, it looks like dirty dishwater, but anyway. Beef when the heart and right there is not filtrated because they have a possible meat and stuff, just like a, just a little cloudy. But the beef, cloudy is great. Yeah. It's, it's delicious. It's, just, it's okay. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm just saying that. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying that when they go in, they um, as a, a tourist, um, and if you no, eat this, you have to be prepared. For the tourists, yeah, I'm just saying for tourists, don't be scared. Don't say, oh, dirty dishwasher. They go, they pray, well, they don't touch them. I know, no, 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 <laughs> eat it anyway. Just, okay, I'm just, the reason I'm saying is a big frog. They bake they, when when they when they bake the beef and the, like the lamb. No, they boil and it. The legs and they boil it. Boil it. And it's huge, and huge in the uh, water. fat, metal yeah. fat. And then that water is called. That's the broth. They put a little bit. It's your choice. If you don't want it, you don't have to have them. But if it's you better want with it, it. You can't do it. Yeah, but if you, yeah, if you, I, I love it just to get the little bit hot thing, is the hot liquid and the bit there. You shred those bread in there and put the spice, is to have all the spice you need in there. Because all, all you have to do is just shred a little bit of bread, make them like a cereal and even it. So, so delicious. And meat part, you have a choice to make anything. 
uh, any part of the meat. You just want a leg, you just say, hey, I want a leg. Or somebody want to eat the tongue, somebody eat the eye, somebody eat the cheek. It's different. Whatever you want, they choose, and they gave it the... Uh, they gave it there. And, um, and but if you put the for purpose the jellies, we put them one piece from each part of meat that he tried to experience. That's why he loved it, all those stuff. When he says eye, he means the whole too. eyeball. <laughs> yeah. There, but it's all a boil that's all sort of shriveled up. But it is very delicious, delicious, so they, you should try it. When you go to Iran, and what that is it called is, again? Yeah, that is the one. Of, uh, they call Chalapache in Farsi, but uh, they also have like a lentil soup in the morning. They have they make um the all other types of stuff and, uh, for the breakfast. They have a beautiful that, especially their hot bread right there from oven. They gave it to you and. You can have like with the sugar cheese and everything, anything you want. So they have a different they, variety, but these are the famous ones. And then in the afternoon, the same restaurant serve another collection of meat uh, for some, yeah. uh, around one or two o'clock in the afternoon. And what is that meat, Sinat? Yeah, before we get that, the kind of when you say the breakfast. Because everybody eats by 8.30, you cannot find anything. At 8.30, right. everything is sold. <laughs> because people eat after, if you want to go have a calipasi by 9 o'clock, don't even think about it because it does not exist. All done. Normally, it's so close by the 8.30. Another one, just like making soup around the noon, the same time, they put them a small piece like uh, uh, like different types of meat, beans, vegetables, a little bit fat from meat, and they put them the single space called DZ, and then they bake those ones, and then you can have those ones with the bread, with the bread, the special bread over there, and then they get those bread called sangak, and they give you, they give you, you can, you can use them uh, either way to eat that. And that's served in the afternoon, isn't it? You can around the noon and afternoon. And if you want to go, like if you are actually, uh, you know, like a bizarre food. In Iran, we don't have like Vietnam or like some other Asian country. You see that all the all kind of stuff. You can eat Iran mostly two things. You can two types of three types of meat they have. They have a cow, chicken, and a lamb. That's it. They, everything part. They don't have like if you want like some other country either everything move. Like <laughs> what was it? Crickets and everything. They don't have <laughs> those kind of stuff. You know, Iran have just three types of meat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you can. It's all delicious. Like this. Yeah, they don't. Uh, there's uh, some places you can find the pork, but they don't have a pork meat. Mostly mm. they have a cow, lamb, and uh, chicken. That's These great. are the main meat they have. They use and they use all parts. Like they use them, um, they different parts. Like as mm. afternoon you go, like the in the park, even people. Selling some part of the meat on those animals that cook. It's another part of breakfast. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, but Sinek, we want to thank you so much to uh, give a, a, a different insight yeah. and perspective of this magnificent country. And uh, yeah, I recommend yeah. never go to Iran the first time without seeing at least 14 to 17 days. Uh, you need mm-hmm. it to really do any justice. Now, I think uh, any longer than that, you'll be overloaded because there's so much history and culture and experiences. Uh, you will be going back to Iran. Uh, I've been there six times, and I cannot wait to go back again and do more time in the southeast. But um, all of our listeners should make plans to go to Iran. 
as I yeah. mentioned, it's in the top five best countries, most interesting countries in the world to visit. And um, I love it with a passion. Well, thank you very much, Yannette. We appreciate You're it. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. And yeah. Have a great day. Yeah, we really appreciate it. It was great to hear your insight. I've never been to Iran. I'd like to... I'd like to go. While we were doing the show, I was looking at all the images of, of the towns and the mosques and, and the mm-hmm. mountains. It's pretty amazing, beautiful. beautiful. Yeah, it's yeah. Beautiful. you can see, yeah, you have full season. You can same time from, yeah. uh, like when they go in the summer from south part of Iran, you go hot. And yeah. then when you get in now by hot, he means 100 degrees. 137. <laughs> he means 37 Celsius, 40 Celsius. Yeah. Yeah. That close to airport was the right. only, those are like the 100 degrees. But when yeah. you drove like the two hours this side, you have to use it two, three hours later, and you have to use it to blanket to sleep at night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very tremendous. <laughs> yeah. uh, if you, even going in the, the summer and you do all of a run, yeah. you uh, need to take at least a light sweater. Maybe a windbreaker. Uh, you go layered look, but never do you wear shorts in public. And uh, women or men, um, they, a man can wear short sleeve shirts out in the public. Women cannot. But uh, you get prepared because when you go to the mountains, it, they're high mountains, high mountains like here in yeah. Utah. We're talking mm-hmm. at ten thousand feet or higher, or three, three or four thousand mm-hmm. meters. Yep. And, um, mm-hmm. and it gets cold up there. Take it. Yeah. Thank you for listening to our show from all around the world.